Good afternoon, Austin. My name is Mark Rayshap, and this is Another Bottle Down on Co-op Radio. And this is the show where we uh, take a look at the world of wine, and I try to highlight regions and producers that are doing new and interesting things, new flavors, undiscovered territories. And uh, I also try to highlight restaurants, local restaurants that are doing interesting things with their wine list. But today is a special episode because I have somebody from Italy uh, in the studio. And she is from a very unknown region. In fact, her job is to kind of promote this region and to tell the story. And and uh, Roberta Rinaldi is from a little nook of Italy, and she will tell us all about it, called Altrapo Pavesi. Uh, uh, Roberta, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark, for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, uh-huh. wonderful. Thank you so much for making the long trip. Um, you were just uh, in Dallas attending a trade show and, and talking to people about your region, right? Yes, correct. We were in Dallas with uh, my importer, who is the Grupo Butera and Margot Associates. And yeah. uh, we had a good show. It was uh, the TPSA package, right. and uh, we met a number of uh, uh, retailers, and it was good because, as you was mentioning, Ultra Pavese is a, a very unknown, unfortunately, region. Right. But uh, let me say just uh, you know uh, a little bit more about Ultra Pavese. Yeah. Uh, Ultra Pavese is, uh, let's say, a, you, um, quite a big area. You okay. know, you are in the center part of uh, Lombardia, and. Uh, uh, um, it is uh, uh, not close far from Milan, let's say more or less uh, 45, 38-45 miles far from Milan. Okay, so we're in we're in northern Italy. Um, just I would just want to clarify for folks sure. who might not be totally um, uh, aware of all the regions uh-huh. of Italy. Yes. So we're in the north, um, and of course Milan is the big city there. Yes, and uh, Milan is in Lombard uh, Lombardia. Yeah. Lombardia, yes, Milan is in Lombardia. Okay, and Ultra Pavese, yes, uh, is uh, in the southern part uh, of uh, you know of Milan. So again, so we go f- yeah. forty-five minutes south, yeah. and we're yeah. there. Right, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and you can find winery. You can find castle because, uh, again, the production of uh, of uh, wine in Oltre Pavese goes back to I mean to long time ago. Okay. Uh, but um, in Oltre Pavese right now we have a number of wineries. They are you know trying to make uh, um, to to change a little bit from let's say uh, let's say smaller companies a little bit more let's say larger. Right. Uh, and also because. Uh, um, the Ultra Pavese era is famous now, probably a little bit more than before for Pinot Noir, for the production of Pinot Noir and uh, uh, sparkling wine. Right. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about each one of those uh-huh. individually, but yeah. but but um, maybe 20, 30 years ago, was was it such that, you know, it wasn't super uh, famous in the international market, so was most of that wine just consumed there in the region and, and in northern Italy, or, or did it always have its kind of place around the world? No, actually, you know what, uh, um, as I told you, Oltre Papavese is uh, the main uh, area for the product of Pinot Noir in Italy, oh, okay? Yeah. And this is uh, one of the three largest area worldwide, 
okay? Wow. But this is uh, this information, uh, I mean, is not so well known. And uh, going back to your uh, your question about the history, we have a long history because uh, we started the production of uh, Metodo Classico long time ago, right. let's say in uh, 1860, because uh, uh, there was, uh, let's say, a, a, a local winemaker who started to and wanted to produce uh, uh, Metodo Classico like the Champagne method, yes. you know? And uh, so uh, some years later, they decided to start other entrepreneurs, uh, decided and winemakers decided to start this production. And actually, uh, let's say they, they also started to export in U.S., Okay. Okay. So uh, this uh, long history tradition of Metodo Classico uh, can uh, tell us that today we have a, a long and a very good expertise in right. uh, uh, production of uh, Metodo Classico so from Pinot Noir. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so focusing on Pinot Noir, which okay. is... so. Um, well, well, just, uh, you know, for folks listening out there, Pinot Noir, which uh, the grape originated in Burgundy, yeah. uh, and then, you know, Burgundy is not too far from Champagne, and it was planted uh, then in Champagne, and it was used as one of the three grape varieties of Champagne, Correct. right? And then um, and then the Pinot found its home in Italy um, and is the largest uh, Italian region for Pinot, and then they started using that grape to make the sparkling wine. Correct. And... Um, and so you call it metodo classico. Yes. Um, and that's the same thing as the champagne method. So um, it's really a lot different, I think, when most folks out there listening will think about sparkling wine from Italy. They think about Prosecco. Uh-huh, yes. But so I want to talk about the differences there. I mean, because it's very different, right? Yeah. Um, and, and of course, Prosecco has its place and its fans. Uh-huh. Um, but the, the Metodo Classico is adds a whole other level of complexity, right? Yes, the, yes, correct. Yes, basically the main difference is that uh, we produce Metodo Classico. And uh, as you, you told before, like the Champagne Method, and uh, we have, uh, let's say, street rules to produce Metodo Classico because uh, you have to use at least a 2% of Pinot Noir. And then you can blend a little bit so with more, let's say, mm, with Chardonnay maybe, but at least 80% of Pinot Noir. Okay, okay. so th- there's our geek factor. There, There's our, um, for folks who are studying for their sommelier exams and uh, other exams, uh, so Metodo Classico from Altropopavesi has to be yeah. 80% Pinot Noir. Yeah, we have the DOCG, right. meaning that this is a Nominazione Origine Garantita Controllata, and uh, it was uh, established in uh, um, 2007. Okay. So relatively new. Yeah, relatively new. Uh, you're right. And uh, again, going back to the let's say to to the difference between Prosecco and uh, Pinot Noir and uh, Metodo Classico, uh, when we produce Metodo Classico, the fermentation uh, occurs in bottle. You, right. you know, so this is uh, a long, uh, also a long process, uh, right. because it takes, uh, let's say, at least uh, 24 months to 36 months before we can uh, drink a bottle of Pinot Noir, right. uh, Metodo Classico, Spumante Metodo Classico, sorry. And so that time uh, where the the wine is goes through the secondary fermentation uh, on the yeast, and then the yeah. yeast uh, start comparting flavor to, uh-huh. to the wine, right? And that yeah. happens. So w- what is the minimum amount of time that it has to be? On yeah, the yeast. 24 months is 24 the minimum. Months. Yeah, yeah. 24 which months. is actually more than the champagne regulation. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But uh, again, uh, this long tradition uh, uh, bring us to to have, uh, let's say, this uh, type of wine, uh, and you can recognize this type of wine immediately because right. again, and uh, as I told you, a number also of uh, wineries from Old Pavese, they were awarded, you know, uh, good recognition by you know also the, the international guide like the Gambero right. Rosso, and uh, also uh, uh, let's say the winery that are present is going to let's say to go through this process right. so and and the experts here on another bottle down recognize the quality <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. i hope so yeah. and i will bring a bottle to you so you can taste it <laughs> so um so, well we we tasted it at at the houston uh the the great taste event in houston uh Oh, how, how long ago? It was six oh, months it was ago. In March. March. Yeah, yeah, so not too yeah. long ago. Well, thank you for coming back to the U.S. in, uh, oh, in such you, a short Mark. time. Um, so, so, we, so we have the flagship is of the Ultra Popavesi is the Metodo Classico, the sparkling wine production, yes. right? Because that, that's the only style of wine that has the DOCG, the highest level of recognition, right? Yes, but we have other DOC, uh, DOC uh, right. like the Pinot Noir DOC, and then we have seven, you know, because uh, Ultra Papavese, let me say that uh, it is also quite unique uh, in uh, yeah. the Italian scenario because we have different grape varieties. Um, let me say that we have we are also the main producer um, of uh, Croatina and we produce uh, Bonarda. So okay, for the record, because there's a lot of uh-huh. cr- confusion around uh, Bonarda and um, I don't want to go too far away from the sparkling wine because okay. we have a few more things to say. Uh-huh. But, but for the record, record um croatina is bonarda and that is that what they brought to argentina and what we uh, have known of as bonarda uh, a little bit uh, i mean uh, is uh, uh is quite similar even if it's not exactly the same you right. know but the variety yes okay yeah okay cool um w- one last thing i want to i want to talk about so the ultra popavesi 80% minimum of Pinot uh-huh. Noir, uh, often blended with Chardonnay yeah. um, and, Riesling, and, yeah. and some other stuff too you can put in, yeah, some Riesling. Riesling. Yeah. Yeah, so some that's Riesling, interesting, yeah. very interesting. And, and so how does that compare with some other, there are other regions that do classical method yes. um, or metodo classico uh, in Italy. And so how, how does, in your opinion, you know, how does Altropovavesi uh, kind of distance itself or differentiates itself yeah. from some place like uh, Francia Corte? Oh. Which is (laughs) Francia Corte is very in vogue right now, and and that's also in Lombardia, so yeah. Uh, yes, and again, the main difference is uh, the, the grape par- variety we use to right. produce Metodo Classico because, you know, Franciacorta, they don't have so much Pinot Noir as we have. Right. So they uh, actually, this is exactly opposite. So yeah. they may use uh, More Chardonnay. Chardonnay yeah. Okay, so maybe 80% Chardonnay and only 20% Pinot Noir because right. they don't have. Yeah. I mean, as I told you, Ultra Papavese is really the, the largest area in Italy. And, uh, uh, and from this, so from uh, with this area, with uh, this large production, we have more than 12,000 uh, bottles a year of Metodo Classico. Right. Okay. And, and so Francia Corta, so they have Metodo Classico, but again, uh, the composition of the, the wine is completely different. Yeah. It's opposite. Right, yeah. right. Very cool. So it's almost like, um, I don't want to get too technical, but it's almost like the Montagne de Rems versus the Cote du Blanc uh, in exactly. Champagne. Exactly. I'm a big Champagne lover. So. And the soil. <laughs> yeah. yeah and and the 
the soil is different because we have uh, uh, clay and uh, you know and uh, which does better for yeah, for Pinot Noir exactly yeah. and also the climate because the temperature is a very I mean uh, uh, helpful in this uh, in this way because we have uh, uh, cold in uh, in at night right. and it is quite warm in uh, in summer right. and uh, uh, we were also lucky let's say the last two years and also this year will be a good year for Metodo Classico in Ultra yes. Papavesi because we had sunny uh, sunny uh, summer and they were it was hot you right, know right. And, uh, and maybe let's say that our Italian wine I mean is very good because right. in France they had rain so right. let's say and I mean let me say that uh, I really appreciate this year for the Metodo Classico for the Spumante also right. because of this right so you might have been tasting the wines as they uh, as they're now resting in because 2015 will still be resting in the bottle yeah, right yeah, yeah. yeah so you have privileged information yeah. here <laughs> <laughs> yes you know talking to the winemaker they are very happy because they have you know they they have to monitor everything and so we we can say that and they have to taste i mean before uh, the, the bottles are ready right, so right, they can uh, they can taste the juice very before. hard work yeah <laughs> so we have so how much of the Pinot Noir in the Ultra Bavese is um, going to sparkling wine versus uh, just regular red wine because you make um, you make uh, in the region still table Pinot Noir red, red wine yes so, uh, uh, yes, uh, m let's say that uh, more than half of this Pinot Noir goes to the Metodo Classico oh, wow. and versus yeah, the, the Pinot Noir red version. Um, and then we have also, uh, yes, let's say, and Pinot Noir is also used to produce uh, Rosso, um, Rosso Ultrapo which is a blend, okay. you know, uh, like uh, maybe like, uh, let's say, the, the Super Toscan, let's say, right. because uh, we can blend Pinot Noir with Croatina and Barbera, because we also have Barbera in Ultra Papavese. Yes, okay. yes. So very interesting, but but I think different flavor-wise compared yeah. to the Barbera in Piedmont. Uh, yeah, a little bit, but again, uh, since we can, uh, let's say, produce this Rosso Ultrapo Pavese with Pinot Noir, in, uh, it's a very interesting uh, wine as yes, well. Yes, yeah. yes. Yes. So before we, we, we move on to the other grape varieties, I, so there is a specialty of the, the Metodo Classico that's rosé, right? Can you, Correct. Can you tell us about that? Because that's before going to this uh, trade tasting in Houston, I, I hadn't known about this in the Ultra Essay. So it's it's only for rosé, sparkling wine. Is that is that yeah. correct? Yeah. 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 Tell yeah. us about the that. The rosé, yes. It comes uh, always from the Pinot Noir. And uh, uh, it is 100% uh, Pinot Noir and uh, the least they stay a little bit longer so right. they can uh, bring the color to, to the wine but the vinification is uh, basically is the same because then you know you have to go or you have to wait uh, 24 months before you can uh, taste it and uh, uh, in, in this sense the let's say the Pinot Noir uh, bring uh, the let's say the aroma brings uh, the uh, all uh, the, the typical uh, you know flavor right. of Pinot Noir also to this uh, rosé Metodo Classico. Right. Yeah. And so um, I want you to we're, we're gonna have to take a break in a few minutes, but I want you mm -hmm. to explain um, are there anything food pairing wise in the region since mm -hmm. you know you're you're from the region and and um, are there any 
foods that go particularly well with uh, the Metodo Classico with the sparkling wine or or pretty much I mean I like sparkling wine with almost anything oh but <laughs> good I agree 100% with you so let's say also with pizza yeah. you know with pizza and also with we have salame which is uh, let's say a fat you know salami right. this is a fat so the bubbles they pair perfectly also yes. with the type of uh, so you can uh, decide if you want uh, let's say to have uh, to enjoy your salame and uh, you know, with a fresh and bright uh, Metodo Classico, Spumante Metodo Classico, or if you want to pair with maybe the Pinot Noir, which right. is good, or Croatina. So let me say that we have really a number of uh, opportunities and options so in Oltre Popavese. So salami is, is really typical from the area. <laughs> yes, this yeah. is typical from the area. And then for sure you can pair the Metodo Classico with, uh, with fish or, I mean, with anything. And remember that, uh, that we are close to Liguria and yeah. we are close to because we border with Liguria we border with uh, Piemonte and Emilia Romagna so really we can go I mean uh, how, we can far, have how far away are you from the ocean from uh, the Liguria <laughs> Liguria and, uh, yes again 45 minutes 50 minutes far from Genova <laughs> okay, so we, we can be 45 minutes in Milan, we can be 45 minutes sure. in, the, in the sea, yeah. <laughs> and probably not too far away from skiing, too. In the, yes, in the <laughs> you're right, perfect. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll be there in a, in a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting right. for you, Mark. Yeah, wonderful. Okay, we're going to take a short break, and I hope you enjoyed this uh, first segment, and um, we're going to be back. I'm with uh, Roberto Rinaldi, who is representing the region of Altropopavese and their wonderful wines. Stay tuned. Okay, we are back. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, my name is Mark Rayshap, and this is Austin's show about wine and the wine industry. And we're digging up some some cool, um, unknown, great uh, styles and 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 regions here uh, from Italy. And we have joining us Roberta Rinaldi, who is um, from the region of Altropo Pavesi. Um, we gave a little bit of overview of the region, but I think we we, we still want to paint a, a more a prettier picture. Um, we're south of Milan, um, but but Roberto, what is the actual origin of this name Altropo Pavesi? It might be hard for people to pronounce, yeah, um, and to understand. But but when you dig into it, it's kind of easy, right? So yes, it is easy because Po is a river. Yeah. And uh, so this area is, uh, uh, let's say, beyond the uh, the River Po. So okay. beyond the River Po yeah. is what. Okay. Yeah. And so so now the, tell us the where south. the river. So tell us yeah. where the River Po goes. And uh, it's, uh, it's uh, in a. Uh, it in essentially crosses the yeah. entirety of the. Uh, yeah, the Italy, of the, the, the part, of Italy. Yeah, the, yeah. the Italy of Italy, and uh, and again, uh, when we were talking about Oltrepavese, I I forgot to tell you that also Oltrepavese is a, a weird uh, shape because uh, it's uh, like a bunch of grape, right. you know. <laughs> and another interesting information that uh, can uh, can explain why we have uh, this, you know, this wine and. Uh, this quality wine because uh, we are on the 44 parallel which yeah. is the uh, wine parallel where you know um, also uh, Oregon where all of the, the major uh, area for right. uh, you know for wine are, are located so right. uh, this is something that uh, explain again the quality of uh, our production right so so the river Po kind of makes the top of the bunch of grapes and then yeah you, and then and yeah. then what makes the kind of the, the 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 outline of the grapes is that the 
the the um, region itself, the, the, the boundaries of the region. Yes, because yeah. uh, it's uh, you can see in, uh, on the map that uh, actually it is like a corner, and uh, and it is uh, really the the final part of the of uh, di Lombardia. Yeah. yeah. So um, and then for folks who really know Italian geography, we're in um, in Pavia is the greater area, right? And 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 so you might see on some bottles of wine Provincia di Pavia. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but but Bavese is kind of the creme de la creme of within that region. Yes. Would yes. That be right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Um, yes, because uh, uh, again, Altrapavese, uh, it's quite a, a big area. As I told you, is the main uh, area in uh, in uh, Lombardia. Yeah. You know, the main production area in Lombardia is uh, is uh, the the third uh, in Italy. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. Cool. So, um, so we might see Provincia di Pavia, but then Altrapavese is kind of the subregion that that is getting a lot of attention right now. Um, we talked about Pinot Noir. We we mentioned Croatina. Can you tell us a little bit about the flavor of Croatina? Like what yes, uh, uh, yes, for sure. You can uh, you can smell. I mean, when you open a bottle of a Bonarda, we used to produce Bonarda, uh, sparkling Bonarda, but now we are producing. Uh, let's say still bonara because it can also be aged and uh, you smell uh, you know all of the red fruits uh, so uh, blueberries uh, raspberries <laughs> yeah. yes exactly and it's very rich uh, full body and uh, and again uh, this is uh, really interesting because uh, this is something that you probably you don't expect you know and yeah. uh, it's very you know when you, you smell let's say even the, the grapes you right. You know, you get a lot of fragrance. Yeah, and you get a lot of fragrance. Yeah, directly from, uh, and also when uh, you are in the vineyard, you know, because uh, this is a typical. Right. Yeah. And I think that um, a lot of folks out there, you know, even even really um, collectors of wine and, and knowledgeable wine people, they might not think of Bonarda as, you know, one of the most noble of grapes. But um, but but it shows very exciting flavors and and a lot of acidity, too. And um, I think it's one of the amazing food wines, uh, you know, to be enjoying with food because of the freshness yeah. of it. Yeah. You know, lots of fruit, but also lots of freshness. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, correct. And again, we, we have different version of the Bonarda. So again, used to produce, so the original Bonarda was actually sparkling, you know. Right. Uh, but it's a little bit, you know, we are, and because we, 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 we drink Bonarda, sparkling Bonarda, let's say, in, uh, in Oltre Papavese, but uh, we may, you know, we decided, the winemaker decided also to produce the, uh, a different version because uh, in other parts of Italy and also outside of Italy, they, they, they may prefer you know just a little bit you know not so sparkling but still you know, different versions of for uh, of the bonarda right um what other red grapes do we have do we have there in the region we have the uh we have riesling okay so, yeah but uh but are we done with red grapes um croatina oh, with, with red the red grapes, grapes we have yes we have so we also have barbera Barbera, yeah. yeah. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, and uh, within the, the the white grapes, and as I told you, with the, the Barbera and uh, Croatina and also Pinot Noir, so right. we produce uh, Rosso Ultrapo. Right. And, so that's uh, the blend. Yeah, yeah the cool. blend, uh, Rosso Ultrapo, and uh, can be aged, uh, you know, so this is uh, aged uh, maybe also in barrels. Yeah. So, so th th that's kind of the real serious version of the red wines from the region? 
or it, it can go either way. They can be kind of simple everyday wines up to very serious barrel aged and yeah. complex. Yeah, yes. Again, uh, usually the Bonarda, let's say, is uh, uh, an easy, um, I mean, we say uh, easy to drink, right. you know, uh, because uh, it's, uh, as you say, it can also be fresh. And the new ver- version, which is, uh, again, not sparkling, can also be uh, sort of a little bit uh, chilly. You right. know, yeah, and uh, perfect for Texas. Yeah, perfect will be for a good pairing also with steak, and yeah. you know, and also Trepo. Actually, this is a little bit more complex. Right. You know, so you may again uh, probably yes, it's uh, it's the best for uh, Texan uh, steaks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So let's move to the whites because uh, you can sometimes find some Chardonnay in the in the blends of the sparkling versions, right? Yes. And, but then Riesling is very exciting. Yes. from the region. Yes, I love Riesling. Let yeah. me say, I love Riesling. And uh, um, yes, and also we, Ultrapa Pavese, we have uh, La Valle del Riesling, uh, meaning that the Riesling Valley, because of the soil, as we told before, the soil, uh, it, the chalk that we, we can find uh, is very, let's say, the perfect soil for this, uh, this production. Wow, so the Riesling is kind of confined to a particular valley? Yeah, Not all of yeah, it, I'm sure, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah really. And there is a, a, a a valley again uh, called the Valle de Riesling. So oh. when you come on Oltre Papavese, uh, I, will let, I will let you know and we'll, uh, we'll show you <laughs> cool. all of this valley because, again, this is uh, a great uh, for uh, the, the production of, uh, of Riesling. Now, is yeah. there more, is, is the soil different of that valley? I mean, it has to have something particular to Yes, make, again, yeah. uh, it's a little bit more uh, uh, chalk, which is, uh, let's say, the, the chalk. chalk. Oh, okay, okay yeah. sorry. And uh, which is uh, uh, again the, the perfect uh, uh, the perfect soil for the production of uh, of riesling. Very cool. And yeah. and so should folks um, expect to have sweetness, or are there dry versions? Mm. And you know, it's hard to uh, yeah. riesling. I love it, but it's in a little bit of an identity crisis for the for the general public because folks don't know if they're going to get something with sweetness and or or if no. they're going to get a dry version. No, I know because the German version is a little bit uh, sweeter, right. but not Italian version is not so sweet and uh, with the, the Riesling also we can blend the Riesling with uh, and uh, we have some uh, good example of blend uh, Riesling uh, uh, maybe also with Malvasia now and uh, a little bit more of Chardonnay oh that's cool so yeah so, and, so these Riesling, Chardonnay, and Malvasia blends yeah. are becoming popular. Yeah, and uh, it is one of the, the first uh, wine that you, you I hope that you can uh, taste in a couple of, uh, of months here in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, and then we also have uh, Moscato too, right? Yes, and uh, within the white we also have Moscato. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but again, this is not the uh, Moscato da Asti. You typically do it in a um, in a exactly in a, in a, uh, exactly. In a um, still version. Yeah, right? a still version. And uh, uh, we have uh, the Moscato in Oltre Papavese, and we usually pair with the dessert only. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Because it ha- that is going to have sweetness, and then perfect for desserts. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, let's talk. Let's get into talking about um, this winery that that will be arriving. Um, 
in Texas in, uh-huh. in, in, in a little bit. Um, and again, this is the first example of Ultrabopavesi that is um, uh, becoming available in Texas, and uh, it's being brought in by Margot and Associates uh, Imported. And um, and big thanks to uh, Giacomo Butera and uh, and the team there for for introducing us. So yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> Thank you, Giacomo. <laughs> and uh, yes, we are here with and we were here uh, in uh, Dallas, and we are um, spending also a few days in uh, Austin yeah. uh, with the uh, you know wine presentation. And uh, the winery is Cadifrara. Okay. Cadifrara stands for Casa Ferrari. You know, Casa is Casa, house. House. Okay. Right. And uh, in the local dialect, okay. you know, yeah. and uh, yes, was uh, founded uh, uh, by the grand grandfather of the actual owner, Luca Bellani. Okay. Eh? Luca Bellani, is, let's say, is uh, quite a creative person because yeah. he's, uh, he does everything okay. within the winery. <laughs> yeah, he, he's out in the vineyards, he's making the wine. Exactly, the enologies, design labels, he does everything. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, we'll um, I'll post uh, maybe his website. What, what, is, what is the website for the winery? Um, and I can post it on the co-op blog, koop.org. Um, the website, website, yeah, uh, is uh, uh, com. So that's C-A-D-I-F-R-A-R-A. Yeah, dot com. Okay. Yeah, correct. Okay. We'll post it on the on the blog in case there's any um and, and, and we'll link it all up. So um coop.org. Um if you're just joining us, we're here in, in the studio with Roberto Rinaldi, who is we're talking about wines from the Ultra Bopavesi and Cadi Frara. So uh, tell us w- what you're really excited about. I mean they, of course they have a Metodo Classico, so a sparkling sure. w- version. Because yeah. yeah. that's that's one of the big things there. Yeah. Uh yeah, again uh, Cadi Frara is located in Ultra Papavese exactly in uh, the Riesling Valley. Oh, okay. okay. Yes. And uh, they produce a number of, uh, uh, of different varieties, for sure, as, uh, as you mentioning, you was mentioning uh, the Metodo Classico, and they have different version. Okay. So they have uh, um, Metodo Classico Rosé, and then they have a white regular uh, Metodo Classico. Um, then they have, uh, as I told you, they have this Riesling, because again, they are in this Riesling Valley, and uh, which is uh, uh, named Casetta Bianca, and this is a blend of Riesling, Malvasia, and Chardonnay. Yeah. Can you tell us, I mean, we've mentioned Malvasia kind of on the, on the, on the uh, surface, but tell us a little bit about what Malvasia tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> or you know um because i think that there it's it's hard to find malvasia is actually planted in a lot of places of italy and um and and it's often used in blends yeah. and um and it's also often not really thought of to age ver- as well as like riesling or chardonnay um but i think it, it's it's lovely it's got this floral component it's uh maybe a l- medium medium plus body and um and and it just has I think it's got very unique flavors very yeah because it's spicy. a little bit yeah spicy sweet uh, this is a uh, you know a little bit sweet so and uh, you can have a uh, Malvasia so you can have like the Moscato you can 
uh, have this Malvasia like to, to be paired with a dessert. Uh, otherwise, again, uh, you can blend and uh, produce uh, this uh, amazing wine because, uh, uh, again, uh, the Riesling uh, brings uh, all, uh, let's say, all the flavor, the, the aroma of... Uh, uh, and the acidity. Uh, uh, acidity, yes, and the Malvasia so gives a little bit more, let's say, just a little bit, not too sweet. Right, okay. Yeah, and uh, uh, we know that U.S., uh, they, they love a little bit, you know. Just a little uh, bit. Yeah. But oftentimes they don't want, the, you know. Not uh, too uh, much. Not too much, <laughs> and and maybe not necessarily admit it, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 yes, because so you don't have, actually, it comes uh, from the grapes, right, you know. So right. it's a good mix. Uh, it's a... Uh, uh, really a, a good blend. Okay, wonderful. So, um, and on the red side of things, do they have, uh, what is Cadafrara uh, doing? They're doing the uh, Pinot Noir. Yeah, they're doing Pinot Noir for the, uh, let's say, sweet. They have a Moscato. Uh, and uh, yes, they don't have, they, and they have like... A well, wonderful. So they're doing very exciting things and, and they have high quality... Um, and, uh, you know, we didn't talk about how many producers there are in the Altrobo Bavesi about, you know, about how many families or how many, how many places are making wine. Yeah, there are a number of uh, wineries in Altrobo Bavese, let's say more than 250 uh, wineries there. As uh, we discussed, they are more, uh, let's say, um, they are small and medium size. Okay. okay, one is, and Cadifrara is one of these again because uh, and uh, and has has got a long tradition in uh, in this because uh, the the great grandfather of Luca started his uh, production long time ago. Right. So now the Cadifrara is running by is run by the by Luca and uh, his father still the family. Yeah, still, still the, family. All the family. Yes, all the family. Do they grow other things on the winery? Because uh, do they do olive, olive oil, and other no, they don't. Products? No, no, they don't. Uh, they only they are foc- very focused on uh, on uh, on wine. Yeah. Uh, and all this uh, type of uh, of wine. So they go, they goes from the Metodo Classico. So they have a different version. They have the the rosé, then uh, they have the the sparkling uh, white, and. Um, and then they have uh, the, the Pinot Noir, uh, they have uh, Bonarda, two different versions of uh, Bonarda, and they also have uh, Rosso Trepo and uh, Pinot Noir Reserva. Okay. Yeah. What, what is, when, when you see Reserva on the label, what, is that, what does that mean? Reserva means uh, that uh, they, let's say, you can, uh, you can drink this, uh, <laughs> this uh, wine uh, um, some months later because they are put in barrels. Okay. So they they have a different flavor, you know, and uh, it's a little bit more aged. It's right. uh, reserva means basically that uh, it's uh, an aged wine. Aged wine, and then you know that time in barrel, um, it gains complexity. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and it brings uh, yeah. And maybe maybe these wines have a bit more body too. Yeah, so they have more body, and uh, let's say that uh, again also uh, this uh, Pinot Noir uh, is already a, a complex wine and uh, full body wine. Right. But uh, when uh, uh, you keep this, uh, let's say the ultra the Pinot Noir or the Bonarda, and you put in barrel, uh, it's completely different because right. again 
it, as you say, more complex uh, and uh, giving a different also the, the aroma is uh, completely different because uh, uh, you can smell, uh, I mean, not too much because, uh, you know, this is something that uh, we, we don't do so much uh, with the, uh, the, the aging in battle. But again, some version uh, can be, I mean, uh, they are... They, they are Aged in, in, yeah. in bottle, so so they can they can they can uh, they can last uh, yeah. have a, have a long life uh, once they're bottled and and it takes a more serious wine to to be able to do that. Yes, and and then and then you have all of these beautiful characteristics of more of the leather, more of the earthiness, and those are, those are some of the flavors that I love. And <laughs> and and at that tasting, we did um, have some wines that had some age on them. Oh seven vintage, I believe, and. Um, and they were they were tasting great. Yeah. yeah. So it was wonderful. Um, well, very good. And so what what and and the blend the rosso um, the rosso from Cadifrara is that that's your typical Pinot Noir Barbera Croatina blend. Uh, yes, they have uh, two versions. They have uh, um, uh, your red, which is uh, actually a, a blend, um, and then they have also on uh, Pinot Reserva. Okay, we're going to uh, take a short break and uh, and hear from some station announcements. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm really enjoying this and highlighting this uh, this region of Altrapopavesi. I think the wines are exciting, and uh, we have been um, not able to enjoy them for for a, a long time. So uh, stay tuned. My name is Mark Rayshap. This is another Bottle Down on Co-op Radio. Um, and take a look at the blog, koop.org, and uh, I'll post some links and some uh, handy information so stay tuned okay we are back um we're having a great time here in the studio uh my name is mark rayshap we're here with uh, roberto rinaldi and we're talking about the 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 lesser known region of ultrapopavesi and i hope that you've enjoyed getting to know the region and the wines a little bit more um i'm gonna bring in a, we, we have a, a guest appearance here by giacomo putero who um has been sitting quietly off to the side but now it's time for him to uh to get on a mic and uh he's um so he he owns the importer Margot and Associates, and they bring in a lot of stuff from all around Italy and, and the world, essentially, uh, France as well. Um, and I kind of wanted him to just say a few words about uh, what what has drawn, you know, what drew you, Giacomo, to these wines, um, you know, from the start, because, you know, you're one of the first to, to really kind of put your efforts behind making them uh, more well-known here in the U.S., right? Well, yes. Uh, the Italian... Italy America Chamber of Commerce right. in Houston, which now has a branch here in Austin, yeah. sent me over when, when, Re, when Roberta and her team developed a B2B business wine tour of the region. Okay. And I and several other importers across the country went on this one trip together, and it was just a stunning uh, area. So, so the, the the landscape, the, the wines, hills, the, food. the landscapes, and the castles all around. They yeah. even put us up in a castle. It was fantastic. Right. <laughs> but thank you, Roberta. Uh, the, every bit of the food and wine were, was fantastic, and we knew we needed some new stuff coming right, to Texas right. instead of the same old. Everybody's got a Chianti. Everybody's got a Brunello. Right. And so I brought the samples back, and my father and I 
visited with some Dallas restaurateurs and everybody fell in love with everything. Cool. So, and, and do you think that we're going to see more, um, you know, more brands and more wineries that are coming in? I mean, it's a hard, it, there's a lot of competition in the wine business, as you know, of course, you know. Yes. Uh, the big boys are buying up all the little people and, and consolidating. Right. It's much, much more fun to experience and seek out small boutique wineries that everything is still family owned yeah and they put their heart behind it and it's not not run by accountants right correct (laughs) and that makes it fun it makes it a livelihood instead of a chore and a job right cool so did you have to you know and did you and roberta kind of get together and say okay well cadi frara makes these these um you know how many wines in total but we're only going to take in to start you know four or five to kind of you know to kind of build the brand and grow from there Is, was that was that like a strategic um sort of thing that yes you talked it about? took some time yeah but then she came back and visited us at the italy america event last right. march right and when you met her, right. and we decided on, since rosé is a hot category, and I love the idea that the rosé sparkling is 100% Pinot Noir, Yes. so we wanted to bring in one sparkling and then a couple other types. We're going to bring in the Pinot Grigio, cool. the Cassetta Bonorda, the Cassetta White Blend, Cassetta Bianca. Blend. And that's got the Malvasia in it. And yeah. Yeah, wonderful. And then they're still Pinot Noir is fabulous. Yeah, excellent. Um, so what we've got a couple months before the, uh, uh, the wine gets here? Probably land around first week of September. Okay, cool. Well, um, well, like I said, um, I'm gonna. Uh, we're just about out of time. I'm gonna. I'm gonna post on the blog the website, um, and uh, you know we're gonna keep on following you guys. And I, I love sparkling. I love traditional method and I think it's very exciting to have more options and uh, really high quality stuff so thank you Giacomo for your efforts thank um, you for having us yeah and 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 Roberta please th- uh, thank you for for coming into the studio making the long trip from Italy thank you so much Mark yeah, my yeah. pleasure yeah okay well um, I, I've really enjoyed this and and I think that ultra Pope Avesi is is gonna gonna be fun to follow um, and I'll keep you all uh, up to date with what's going on um, this is co-op Radio, KOOP 91.7 FM and KOOP.org. I'm your host, Mark Rayshap, and, and uh, thank you so much for joining me this week. Um, stay tuned f- uh, with uh, for Tracy Schultz and Remix. Um, that's always a fun time. And so uh, enjoy, enjoy some wonderful wine. Enjoy family and friends um, and food and, and take your time and, uh, and love on somebody. So uh, we'll see you next week.